What's up, everybody? Welcome back to A Conversation with Jonathan Stockstill. I'm so glad that you are here. And today I have two great friends on the show with me. I have Wayne Brown and Cardiff Booth. These guys are compadres, podnas in ministry, love doing ministry with these guys. Cool. And we do a lot of it. We're, we're in a lot of meetings together and uh, really have done this for a long time. And I'm so thankful for each one of them. Wayne Brown oversees uh, all of our campuses here at Bethany and uh, is the executive of over, over all the pastoral community area of our church. And then Cardiff Booth oversees all of our creative ministry. And so he's extremely creative, but he's also pastoral. Uh, I thought we'd, we'd have a good conversation about special events. And uh, first of all, welcome to the thank podcast. You. Hey, thank you. Glad nice you guys here. are here. We're going to talk about special events because churches uh, have all kinds of special events. You right. know, we go from just your routine type, meetings like Sundays. Everybody has Sunday church and uh, some churches have Wednesday, some, some like hardcore churches have Sunday nights, you know, but then there's the special events that come up every year. There's Christmas, there's Easter, there's Mother's Day, which I would argue Mother's Day is probably more important than the other two. No, not really, but it's a huge day. Uh, then you have Father's Day, you have July the 4th, but sometimes people are tempted to go into a big special event for July the 4th. Right. So I wanted to talk about this because we're right on the heels of Easter. All of our teams are fully engaged in trying to make Easter happen here at the church, putting in extra hours. Cardiff, you've been really grinding with your team creatively, yeah. artistically, just coming up with stuff. And then Wayne, you've been mobilizing our pastors and our pastoral teams to um, invite, call, you know, all of that stuff. And so let's talk about this. I'm going to ask a first question to you guys. Number one is should churches care about special weekends? I just want your opinion. It doesn't have to be right. It just, do, do you think we should care? Oh, I'm going first. Yeah, All you right. go for I'll, it, bro. I'll take it. I'll take mm-hmm. it. Uh, man, absolutely. I think, one, you know, you can't operate at 150% all the time, I think, in anything. And so I think special events allows you to have, like, seasons of ramp up, which I think is good in a in church and, and staff and just, I think, in life, too. It's like I'm aiming for something. I'm getting ready to run a marathon, so I'm going to train up until I actually – run my race and I'm going to chill out after my race because I'm probably really, really tired. I think for us, Easter a lot of times is like that marathon race. Like we're about to run 26 miles. So let's do a bunch of prep work because if I go out and run 26 miles right now, I'm going to, I'm going to die somewhere yeah. <laughs> around mile two. <laughs> so um, I, I love the idea of having, you know, these large services or these large impact points in your calendar as a church that you put a lot of attention and a lot of effort into. Yeah, what about you, Wayne? Yeah, I think you should absolutely care about special weekends. Weekends are are happening. Um, whether you think they're special or not, they are. And there are going to be more people there, and I think you should absolutely care about it. And it's exciting. I mean, it brings so much momentum. You get, like you said, there's 52 weekends in a year, and then there's a few of them that you can just get super pumped about because you know the attendance is going to be uh, greater than normal, and it's just something you can ramp up to. So I think people should care about it. Yeah, so like when I was growing up, I grew up in a pastor's home, and the ongoing joke was like Easter, for some reason everybody cares so much about it, but we were like, dude, the people that are coming are just religious people. They don't go to church except for Easter and Christmas, and we're going to make this special event to spoil them for the one Sunday. And so like as a pastor's kid, 
I wanted to downplay it because I was like, well, let's not cater to this right. religious thing. And then the more mature I got in the Lord and saw the the eternal perspective of the quantity of salvations yeah. that are possible on a weekend. You know, here at Bethany, we'll average over a thousand people giving their hearts to Christ right. on a special weekend like uh, Easter. And that's amazing that yeah. people are so prawned to come to a church that they know on a normal weekend, they wouldn't come, but you say Easter Christmas, they're like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And they come literally, uh, just to like celebrate the holiday or something. And then, then God grabs them and does something in their heart. So for that reason, I think it's important. All it, right, go ahead. It was funny because growing up, I grew up in a really, really small church. There's about 50 people. And you know, we lived in a town with a thousand people. There's 50 people in our church. And I remember Christmas and Easter was when our pastor would do the salvation call. And I remember Christmas as one lady got saved and it was like the best thing for our church. And she, she never came back, <laughs> but we're like, she <laughs> yeah. got saved. Harvest, man, harvest. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so can, do you think churches can over- Think this stuff, over-prepare, overthink it, overwork for this. I think there's obviously there could be a, a place of imbalance where you take it, you become so focused on it that you forget about everything else. Um, but that's just like in anything. I mean, I think that there's a place where you should prepare, do well, but don't overthink it. That's just my thoughts. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah, and I, I also think that when there's great, great strategy in your planning, it, it helps not put so much focus on something. I think a lot of times I, I found out in our areas that if we don't strategize really well, then we will like put way more effort in it because the strategy behind it wasn't really good. We haven't really thought through what we're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So then you overexert yourself in a lot of areas where if we would have stepped back and had a great strategy from the get-go, yeah. we would have been a lot more balanced. Have you seen the uh, the John Christ video where he's like the pastor on Sunday morning? If you haven't watched it, you got to go check it out. He's it's Easter Sunday and he's a, like a yeah. pastor of a small church and he's running around the sanctuary. He's barking at ushers, talking about trash. Right. He's mad at the worship team because they haven't prepared enough. And uh, do you guys relate to that at all? Do you feel like that that it's that stressful for you? Do you feel like you kind of coast into it with ease because of the prep that goes into it? There's definitely not like a ease, that's for sure. <laughs> um, no, there's definitely some um, excitement and, and a lot of prep that that goes into it. But again, I think you don't you don't get to a place of out of balance where um, you forget it. Because this is what I think I think about is that sometimes people put so much effort on a special weekend, they forget that there's another Sunday coming right behind it. Right. And so they make Easter or Christmas something that is so big that when somebody comes back to church the next Sunday, it's like, like well, what is, is this? this? <laughs> what is this? Is this church? So I think there should be a, uh excitement about it, but uh, not too much where you get out of balance. Do you feel like you have, like, there's a lot of pressure when you get ready to go into these seasons with Easter or Christmas where you're like, oh, gosh. Well, gosh, you know, you know if I'm preaching – you definitely feel like, you know, you may hit a base hit on most weekends as far as your sermon and stuff, mm -hmm. but you definitely, you don't want to, uh, like, not bring your best yeah. to an Easter Sunday. So, yeah, there's this pressure of, you know, I want to prepare a sermon that really ministers to everybody that's here. And, you know, God always, if you seek him and, and you and you 
pray and you seek him, he's going to give you the word for the right. weekend. But uh, I've definitely uh, probably overthought and overprepared for a sermon for mm-hmm. sure and just didn't rest. And, you know, God's going to provide. It's his daily bread. He's going to give something. And uh, But, yeah, I've, I've done that. So let's talk about how do we prepare our church mm-hmm. for these events, like Mother's Day, Christmas, Easter, uh, from a spiritual standpoint. Do you guys have any um, things to add on what you would notice about how we here at Bethany prepare spiritually? Yeah, I I always like it when, and we, you know, I feel like there's different times where we've done this well and different times where it's like, hey, we could probably have done that better. But whenever we, like, I think challenge our, our church, our community, like, hey, this season is coming up. As a church, this is what we're going to do. Um, man, I always feel like people get so on board with the challenge. Um, especially like not to bring up the race analogy again, but it's like, Hey, we're all about to go run this race and this is what winning that race looks like. And so, um, I, I feel like it, we do really well and it, it helps and benefits. I think a church in general is like, we're getting ready to go into the season. And so here's the win for this mm-hmm. season. If we're wanting to have an event where, you know, we're wanting to see a lot of people saved. Well, that means people need to invite people. It means people need to get out of their comfort zones. There's a lot of mobilization yeah. that happens on multiple fronts. Like we're mobilizing people to pray. Right. You know, I think prayer, everything has to start with prayer and prayer is what plows up the ground. And so we're mobilizing prayer teams. We're mobilizing our campuses to pray, but then we're mobilizing uh, our people for invitation. Yeah. And I, I think most people just forget, they forget that, they should be inviting somebody. And so this is not something you can start the week before. Right. It's got to like go weeks, weekends uh, out, like a month out. You're saying, hey, be thinking about who you're going to bring for Easter. So there's right. a lot of like mobilization. Uh, Wayne, you work a lot with our leaders and volunteers. How do we prepare people? How do we prepare our leaders for uh, these events? How do we prepare our volunteers? Well, we know that season is coming up and we started putting together trainings and we begin to, at our leadership meetings, begin to communicate to our leaders, this is what's happening. Uh, we're communicating through emails. We're having different things that are taking place, communicating to our small group leaders. We're in a season. One of the things that I really do uh, love, when you feel the season coming up, I really do love that you can really hear you start beating the drum for mm-hmm. prayer, evangelism, all these type of things. And it's like when you start beating that drum of this is where we're at, it's like a, it's almost like you know the season has started. And not that we don't pray any other time, but you can just feel, and that's why I think it's important for a leader to begin to charge out, lead out front, um, because everybody else starts to understand, okay, hey, we need to get in step because we're in the, we're in the middle of this battle in this season. So, um, I love the fact that you start beating the drum and then we start really training leaders and through um, different leadership trainings and um, training nights that we have. Right. So right now uh, we're about to go into a leadership meeting tonight. Tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the whole f- The whole focus that? is about faith for souls. It's all about the harvest. It's all about evangelism. And then it's also about inviting people to church. Um, so that's what the whole thing is about. Matter of fact, the last two leadership meetings has been about that and it's just because we knew this season was coming up and it'll shift a little bit after easter but right now this is the season that we're in bring bring invite invite and then you've mobilized our pastors to do what 
to make phone calls. So we're going through our entire database and we're calling every single person that goes to our church and inviting them back to church and explaining our service times and um, praying for people. And so, you know, in the business world, there's two things called lead numbers and lag numbers. So uh, without boring you, a lead number is, is what you do in order to get your lag number. So a lag number is saying how many people showed up for Easter. We had this many people. How many people were invited is your lead number. Mm. And so what we do is, is that we started, we think if we want a certain amount, we've got to really get out there and start inviting people. Right. So we're calling through our entire database, and uh, it's great. And some of the calls are great. Some <laughs> of them are funny. Um, but people are appreciative of that call and excited to, to hear about it. Man, that's work. It is. <laughs> yeah, you feel like a telemarketer. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. But, you know, I think it's so important about that is harvest – is work yes right and so it's like it's you know that scripture says pray to the lord of the harvest mm -hmm. that he might send laborers into the field doesn't just say pray to the lord of the harvest that he'll reap all the harvest and send it to us and most churches have that ideology of like let's just they're going to come i know they're going to come but they won't labor they don't right. pray for any laborers to go out and do it and i think mobilizing leaders to actually call go yeah. invite bring yes. it's like that's when the harvest comes right absolutely yeah. Well, um, you know, that's from more of a spiritual stat standpoint. How do we prepare creatively? Because we prepare these great weekends from yeah. worship to uh, illustrated messages to, you know, this, the whole theme of the weekend. Cardiff, speak into that. Like, how do we prepare? Yeah, I think our heart as a church, especially as a creative team, it's always we we want people to know and understand the gospel really clear. Like, we we want them to be able to come to our church hear the message, see all the things that they're going to see. And one feel like, man, Jesus loves me and this church loves me. And like, this is a great place for me to be, you know? And I think like your environments play a huge factor into that. Like if you walk into a room and the room's dark and there's no light, there's no music going, there's no life to it. You probably be like, mm, I'm not going to stay in this room for very long. But if you turn up the lights, turn on some music, like make it this fun environment, it's like, dude, I want to be here and I want to enjoy why I'm here. And so uh, I feel like creatively we're always looking at like, how, how can we create these incredible environments for people? One, where they feel at home, but then they also feel drawn into what God is doing in our church, whether that's through worship or videos. Like we'll make these really cool videos. And at the end of the day, all I want is someone to sit back and go, that really impacted me. It impacted my eyes and how, what I saw, impacted what I heard, and it impacted my mind. And now I'm really interested in what's coming next. Yeah, you know, you know I mean, there's preaching. I believe in preaching. Yeah. I believe God anoints men to share the good news, to teach the scriptures, and that is a certain avenue of communication. Mm -hmm. But obviously we get communicated to on so many levels. Right. If you go see a movie in the theater and you sit there for two and a half hours, there are themes that are going on that might make you think about what this is saying overall. And you may leave even different just having watched people act something out in front right. of you. And it just shows that as humans, we communicate on so many levels. And so for us to only try to communicate through the avenue of preaching, mm -hmm. when we can layer it with, video, technology, storytelling, right. uh, beauty, 
yeah. you know, and do do that for the glory of God. And the other thing that you said that I think is so true is we underestimate environments. Mm-hmm. Like I just was at this little barbecue restaurant, and uh, it's 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 almost sixty years old. It started in nineteen fifty four. It's been in the same shop, uh, and the floors are dirty. It smells a little bad. Um, the food is not the best. Yeah. And the vibe, uh, I, I walked out saying, I don't think I ever need to come back here ever again. Right. And it's just because of the vibe of the room. And you put that same food in a great vibe spot, and I probably would go back. Right. Never going back to that spot. And it's the same like of a coffee shop. You walk into a coffee shop, it's the smells. It's the comfort of the chairs. Right. It's all this stuff that makes me either want to just take my coffee and go or plop down on the couch and, like, hang out be there yeah so i think us trying to create those environments for people is thoughtful yeah and i also think another probably big factor is and it's funny because we're always sending emails back and forth like hey what are you what are you going to preach about on easter what are you going to talk about on easter what are we doing on the way up to easter and i think it's really important for churches and church leadership like we need to get behind the vision with what we're creating, with what we're doing, you know, everything that we're doing as a creative team here at Bethany is to support the vision and the heart of what God is wanting to do in this season, you know, and what, you know, you feel like God's shifting us to. And so I also just feel like that's a massive part of what we do creatively here at our church. Like we've got to be on vision. And I think it's really easy for, you know, us to get creative outside of the vision of where we're headed as a church, but like, Big services like this, big seasons like this, I want to be like like right up next to the vision as much as possible. So as we create these amazing things, it's supporting what God is trying to do in the rest of the church. Yeah. The, you and I talk about this, but the power of one thought, yeah. one thought, one impact versus even two. If you mm-hmm. have two, it strongly dilutes right. the power. If you have three and four, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time you broaden your impact out that hard, it just doesn't hit. Right. But if you find one thing, and so for instance, this Easter that's coming up for us, I don't know when you're going to hear this podcast, but we're at an Easter where we're talking about the door that's mm-hmm. in the cross, that Christ has opened a door inside the cross. Right. And, you know, there's a BC and an AD right. walk through this door. And so you guys have like put all your effort into trying to illustrate that visually and, and come behind that. Right. But it's so incredible, you know, because if you were coming from a totally different angle and people experience that, and then I go into a message that's unrelated to it, yeah. it just all kind of dilutes it. But if right. they see the same power from start to finish, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think what's even challenging is like if you're at a multi-site type place, it's creating that kind of creativity yeah in multiple rooms, right? And I trying to create that consistency in multiple rooms. And I think you guys do such a great job of that because you feel that no matter where you're at, you feel that creativity and you feel it in every room. Just like you said, that vibe, you have to create that in not just one spot, but in multi-campus. Right. And, and I think that's important. How do you guys do that type of thing? Well, one, I think we have a lot of support from your team, which is awesome, but I also think like our out of the gate, our, our get go is man, how do we duplicate what we're doing in multiple places? Um, I think we're always trying to think, okay, this, if this works at one campus, but it doesn't work at other campuses, then we probably shouldn't do it. Like we need to create 
content and create strategy that works in these multiple levels, or, you know, it can be shifted just slightly to work in multiple levels, but I'll multi-campus is a wild. It is. Wild. And, and honestly, I would probably think that most of our audience doesn't, is mm -hmm. not wrestling with multi-campus. If you are, then you understand the pain. It's <laughs> definitely a growing curve, mm -hmm. you know, but if you have one church rejoice and have a lot of fun, because you can yeah. put all of your emphasis on one place. I also think just, I know as we're probably closing up about creativity, but even for smaller churches, a lot of times, you know, we see things like, man, we could never do that. And I always like to encourage, you know, maybe leadership at smaller churches or, you know, smaller venues is like, pick one thing to be creative about. Like just one thing. If it's a special song, be creative about that. If you can pull together a video, like, but find one thing that presses the boundaries, one for your team, but also presses the boundaries of what you're trying to bring out as a church. And I feel like God blesses that and, yeah. and some cool things can come from it. Well, along those lines, I think defining success mm. is a big deal. Um, you know, if you approach these weekends or these special events, like the big win is as many people through the doors as possible. Yeah right? Then that is defining a win. It's just volumes of people. If you define your win as as many people at the altar as possible, right. well, now that shifts your focus and your message. If you define the win as as many people filling out the card. as So I think we have come to the point where everything is attached to souls yeah. and new converts. Uh, and so the goal for us on any special events is is we're going for souls. Yeah. My message is evangelistic. I'm not teaching uh, believers. I'm not trying to disciple believers. I'm trying to convert lost people, yeah. bring them in to to the house. And so that's how I define really a win is. And then I'll conclude with this is um, I think there's a balance between being too creative and yeah. and or being too classic. Okay, and let me explain that a little bit. When people come to Easter, one one year we made the mistake of doing uh, like glow sticks. Everybody had glow sticks, and so it was dark. And then at the beginning, it started. It was this beat, and and all the glow sticks started coming out. Well, all the people who were wanting classic Easter, like they came for that nostalgia. They came right. for that like feeling of church. And instead, they got the rave. Yeah. And uh, I got so many letters afterwards. Bring back Jesus. Bring back the cross. <laughs> bring back, you know. And our teams were just trying to create and be creative. And yeah. of course, it was always about Jesus, but it was too creative right. and not enough classic. And I, and and the same is true for Christmas times. Like yep. you sing all these new Christmas songs that nobody knows. They can't sing them. They want to sing "God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen." They want to sing "Silent Night." They want to sing "Oh, you know, Oh Holy Night." Sing something their mom is saying, their grandma right. saying. So I do think that you can overcreate and and under classic and so finding that tension of why people are here and what they're wanting out of it and and find that beautiful mesh you right know? how do you do that in your messages my messages are almost always uh very biblical very classical mm -hmm. i you know i kind of have a conviction about just entertaining during that sermon, yeah. you know, for me, it's, it's, I'm going to give them Jesus. I'm going to give them the scriptures. I think that that's so, uh, now I do intentionally create 
comedy. I create humor to keep the, the it's like I'm going to give them the medicine while I give them the sugar. And, right. and so I'll spend extra time thinking through examples and thinking through humor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, man, I'm always get, I'm pointing them to Jesus. I'm pointing them to the cross. So That's great. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you all so much. This was such an important topic, and I know that uh, pastors and and church leaders will find this valuable everywhere. So, And for you guys that are listening, thank you so much. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you can do that, and we'd love for you to get a ding every week when it goes off so you know it's coming in. Until next week, God bless you.